Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Murder Mysteries. As you can hear, I think I'm coming down with something, but that's okay. Um, today you might hear a lot of, like, sounds, because I live in Wyoming, and, um, it's very, very, very windy, so this episode might get a little crazy. And call the police if, um, well, my house falls down. Oh, wait, never mind, you probably won't hear that. But anyway, um, I think you guys will enjoy this one, and I think it might be one of my favorites. So, today I think it might be one of my personal favorites, and maybe even my longest episode yet. I am so excited to present to you the episode about aliens. This is one of my favorites because there is history that could possibly back the idea of aliens up. So instead of talking more, I'm going to get straight into it, starting with my thoughts and my beliefs about this area of the super supernatural so to me i do believe in aliens because honestly if we are here on our own planet why wouldn't there be another civilization on civilization on another planet to me it is logical that there would be another civilization considering we are here <laughs> now that does not mean that doesn't mean that i think they have been to our planet but i will explain many things that do have to do with aliens coming to our planet um so my thoughts, like, you know, I believe there are definitely aliens. There has to be. There's, like, no way that there can't be aliens, you know what I mean? But I don't know if they've been to Earth. But a lot of the evidence that I will be saying, like, has to do with aliens coming to Earth. And, I mean, you know, this is just going to be an interesting episode. Because there... There's so much proof that aliens could have been here. There's so much proof that they could have not been here. Like, there's a lot of things that are... Like, this whole episode is, like, contradicting everything, you know? And there is one piece in here I do want to say. It might be a little, like... I hope we don't get taken down for it type thing. Because it's, it is about the U.S. government. Um, and, you know... I don't think it'll get tanked down, but because they've been quite lenient about the topic of aliens recently, um, as you will hear later, um, I will go over a lot of, like, I'm gonna go over a lot of stuff. So, um, let's get into it. Um, first we will dig up the history of aliens. Then we will open the undeclosed file and look at some stories, and finally we will take a deep peep. Why did I just say that? And finally we will take a peep through the gate of Area 51 and look at how our government is dealing with the thought of aliens. To begin, let's sift through some of the history of aliens. The definition of aliens is a foreign, ex a foreigner, especially one who is not a naturalized citizen of the country where they are living. So that's like, like aliens aren't like when you call somebody else an alien. That means they're not like, like okay. I am not doing this to be, like, rude at all. I'm just saying that, um, so foreigners, when they come in to our country or the, or U.S., um, when they come in, they would be called aliens, especially if they're living here. Sometimes, most of the times when people use that term, it's for illegal immigrants, but that's, I'm not, it's none of my business, okay? <laughs> um, so... This leads to American culture. In the 1940s, 
1950s, where reports of flying saucers became an American cultural phenomenon. So, like, American culture is revolves around aliens. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, everybody's always talking about aliens. Are aliens real? Are they not? And then there's so many conspiracies to go with it. And I don't know if it's conspiracy or not. Like, it's, I don't know. I don't know, you know? Sightings of strange objects in the sky became the raw materials for Hollywood to present videos of potential threats. Posters for films like Earth vs. the Flying Saucers from 1956 illustrates... Oh, whoa. I don't know what I just did. Hold on. I'm reading it off my computer, and it's windy, so everything's like... The Wi-Fi sucks. Okay, um, from the film, posters for films like Earth vs. the Flying Saucers from 1956 illustrate these fears. Connected to ongoing ideas about life on the moon, the canals on Mars, and ideas about the Mar- Martian civilization, flying saucers have come to represent the hopes and fears of the modern world. Which leads me, which leads me to Stonehenge, cause... Stonehenge is a hard one because there's so many languages written on it and like some that aren't even known and like nobody knows where it came from or some believe it's the Inca but we don't who knows who knows what civilization put Stonehenge you know perhaps the most popular thing to be said was built by aliens um which was like Stonehenge was one of the most popular things to be built by, to be said to build by. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. Sorry, today's a bad day. Oh, I don't know why I can't talk today. <sighs> okay. Stonehenge, perhaps the most popular thing to be said was built by aliens. You can't talk about Stonehenge without bumping into a good old-fashioned alien conspiracy theory. For real, one of the most prominent can be. Traced back to a book published in 1968 by Eric von Däniken called Chariots of the Gods, Unsolved Mysteries of the Past. The book suggests that alien, ancient, sorry, I'm not talking today. The book suggests that ancient religions and technologies were given to ancient civilizations by ancient alien astronauts who were received as gods. Von Däniken complains no, claims, claims. Von Denikin complains that Stonehenge was built by these visiting aliens, or at least that they provided the necessary knowledge and technologies to build it. Not wanting to imply that these visitors were underachievers, he also gives them credit for the pyramids and the East, Easter Island, Maui, among other things. So, Stonehenge has a huge history of, like, aliens, because we don't know where it came from, and this book, like, really, it suggests, it really suggests that it was by aliens, and that, like, aliens were perceived to gods, which, you know, I want that, you know, there's one thing that I want to go into here in a second, because, you know, aliens are aliens. I don't know, I don't know what to say, I'm trying to create conversation, but, um... I want to go into pyramids because pyramids, like, 
I don't know, some, something about them just seems sketchy, you know? And, yeah, sketchy. Um, so later in here, I'll, I'll be talking about the government, so, um, that will be, like, the last things I talk about, but I think it's one of my longest, like, pieces, so, if you, like, don't want to listen to the government part, don't listen to the government part, because I know that some people will be like, oh my gosh, she's talking about the government, and, like, politics, and it's like, get over it, but anyway, um, <laughs> So, I want to move on. Where am I? Okay. Now I want to move into pyramids because humans often associate aliens with the building of pyramids, considering that we've, we did not have the technology to build them, just to build them. Like, humans don't have the technology to do that. They still don't. Like, it is crazy to me how... People think, I don't, fuck, I can't talk today. Sorry, y'all. <sighs> Ten minutes of this is me literally going, <gasps> I can't talk, I can't talk, I can't talk. But, um, so let's keep going with these pyramids. Just outside of, I'm not, I, okay, listen, I don't know how to say names of places, so don't get mad at me because I can't say names, because I can't say names of places or humans ever because names are hard okay so yeah moving on i'm gonna say this so wrong i'm gonna butcher it just outside Carillo in giza the most famous of egypt's pyramids rise from the desert built more than 4,500 years ago the pyramids of giza are monumental tombs where ancient queens and pharaohs were buried but how exactly did the, did the Egyptians build these things? The Great Pyramids, the Great Pyramid is made of millions of precisely hewn stones weighing at least two tons each. Do you understand that? Two tons. Okay, how many pounds is that? Two tons. How? Okay, I'm just going to voice search this. Hold on. Oh, crap, there's no internet connection. Sorry. Oh my gosh, I feel so bad right now. We're just gonna move on. But do you understand the amount that is? Like, that's a lot, and they're perfect, and they're perfect. How are these stones so perfect? Like, something's not adding up here. You know, so... Even with today's cranes and other construction equipment, building a pyramid as big as that? Of Pharaoh Khufu, 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 I don't know if I'm saying it right, Pharaoh Khufu would be a formidable challenge, like, we, these, it's literally saying that we could not do it today, like, we could not build a pyramid today if we wanted to, like, it would be too difficult, like, so how did these people do it, how in the hell did they do it, are they just better, are they built different, I don't know, but how, okay, and then, and then, oh yeah, we get that. And then, there's the astronomical configuration of the pyramids, which is said to align with the stars on Orion's belt. As well, as well, alien theorists often point to the fact that these pyramid, that these three pyramids are in oh, yeah. way better shape. 
Okay, moving on. Sorry. Um, so I know I stopped in the middle of my sentence, but I got called out, so, um, yeah. So let me go back a little bit. As well, alien as well, alien theorists often point to the fact that these three pyramids are in way better shape than others built centuries later, which is odd considering they were built closer to our time period. So, yeah. So, pyramids... Okay, I find that weird. Okay, they were built sooner. I, I'm... I don't know. This is, uh, pyramids are confusing. Okay? Okay. Um, yeah. Let's move on a little bit. Let's, um, oh my gosh. I, there's, I thought there was so much more than this. There's not a lot left, y'all. I literally have, like, three more paragraphs. It's literally only, like, what is this? Three pages long. Three more pages long, I meant. Excuse me. Okay. Okay. Now, I want to move on from the history of aliens and take a segue into supposed types of aliens. More, um, because you gotta, like, I, no, actually I'm doing this because somebody asked me to put it in there. So I'm putting in stuff about aliens. Like, what? Yeah, because the supposed types, like, these are supposed. Like, I got these from Wikipedia, so they could be fake, because I didn't know. I know one of them, though, because I watch it in a series, I guess. I don't know. More commonly, when people talk about aliens, they think of the so-called greys, which are considered to be gray-skinned humanoids, usually three to four feet tall, hairless, with large heads, Black almond-shaped eyes, nostrils without a nose, slits for mouths, no ears, and three to four fingers, including a thumb. Greys have been the predominant extraterrestrial beings of alleged alien contact since the 1960s, according to Wikipedia. The culture of our society has said that aliens are green, but no one actually knows concerning we have not seen any. Now, the one alien civilization... civilization that will lead us into a segue is the Flatwoods Monster, which are aliens that are considered to be tall humanoids that have a spade-shaped head. These aliens lead us into our next little adventure where we open the secret file and look at some stories. So I'm going, I'm not going for personal, more personal stories, I guess you could say. I'm going for more of the bigger stories that are out there, like they're on TV and like all this other stuff. So... Oh my gosh, it sounded like the whole house just fell down. It didn't, it didn't. The most famous story that most of y'all probably know about is Skinwalker Ranch. There's a whole television, whole television, there's a whole television series on it. And they think that it is a beacon for aliens or the paranormal. Now, before we get into the history of Skinwalker Ranch, let's ask ourselves what a Skinwalker is. A Skinwalker comes from Navajo culture, where they believe a Skinwalker is a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves of, uh, disguise themselves as an animal. The term is never used for healers. So, Skinwalkers are like 
they're, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. They're not, like, alien. They're not aliens. According to Indian culture, they are not aliens. Um, they're witches. Like, not good witches. And, yeah, but, but that comes back to Skinwalker, like, very, like, that comes back to Skinwalker, like, a Skinwalker Ranch, or Sherman's Ranch, you could call it, um, it comes back to that ranch, because they think there's alien life there, and they think there's Skinwalkers there, and, you know, Skinwalkers could possibly be aliens, I mean, I'm not suggesting anything, I'm just possibly saying that there could be, I don't know, you know, so, um, the reason Sherman's Ranch got its name familiarly known as Skinwalker Ranch is because some animal, some animal, in air quotes, was mutilating livestock, but people have not been able to identify this so-called animal. The former owners of Sherman Ranch reported seeing lights in the sky and their livestock was getting mutilated. They were also seeing strange figures in the night. Later in 1994, when the ranch was purchased by Terry and Gwen Sherman, who moved who moved there with their two children just a few years later, an article appeared in a Utah newspaper, The Desert News, which can be considered the founding document of Skinwalker Ranch folklore, titled Frequent Flyers. The article examined the Sherman's family's bizarre experiences in the short time they'd been living on the property. Several specific incidents were described, including the sightings of orange circular doorways that seemed to appear seemed to appear in mid-air, and a red glowing thing um, that lit the whole side of the mountain up like broad daylight. The Shermans also discussed circles of flattened grass, curious markings in the soil, and perhaps most disturbing of all, the inexplicable de death of several cows. One animal was found with a hole in its eyeball, but otherwise untouched. Um, question mark? Why? Why? Why did they want eye samples? Why? Okay, 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 we're moving on. A second cow also had a hole in its eye, along with another in its rectum. Oh, yay. That sounds nice. Very, very nice. Um, but were they perfect holes, or were they just, like, holes? Like... Okay, that's a good question. I'm going to look that up. Uh, anyway, moving on. A strange, pungent chemical smell hung in the air. The article only scratched the surface of what the Shermans had been through. Sorry. There was another striking incident where Terry and Gwen saw a fearsome wolf-like creature bearing down on their livestock. Despite being shot multiple times by Terry, the creature seemed entirely unharmed and simply slunk away, leaving a rotten smell in its wake. At other times, they also witnessed tall, bipedal Bigfoot-like visitors on the ranch, as well as a heavily muscled beast with curly red hair and a bushy tail. Um, this is super strange. So, later they let the History Channel do a search of the property titled Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, they found some amazing evidence in favor of the aliens. Utah, which is where the Sherman Ranch is, is a very popular place for alien sighting sightings and stories. Moving on to one of the most famous... Oh, I don't want to move on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I need to go over this for a second. So, the whole series, like, they... There was this I watched one episode, but 
this is why I'm going to do a whole episode. I think, okay, I'll save it for later. Because I think I'm going to do a whole episode on it. Because I'm going to rewatch the series. It's, like, absolutely crazy. And they find out some amazing stuff. But, yeah. Anyway. Moving on. Um, We are moving on to one of the most famous alien sighting things in Utah in 2020. So... Utah is a big place for aliens. Like, my mom literally, she lived in Utah when she was a kid. And, um, she literally has a UFO driver's license. Not, like, a driver's license, but, like, a UFO license. Like, she's allowed to drive an unidentified object. (laughs) But, yeah, it's, like, a big thing in Utah for aliens because that's where most sightings happen. And it's just very, 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 very common. So, yeah. Getting on with it, um... One of the biggest sightings was, oh, you guys probably know about this. This was all over the news, like, not too long ago. It was all over the news. So, this was the monolith, monolith, where it stuck, where, where it struck, where it struck the, as a world, what? Oh, okay. This was the monolith. Okay, never mind. I can't talk. Okay, okay, okay. Let's try this again. This was the monolith that struck the world as a phenomena. Now, before we get into the story, let's talk about the monoliths. Monoliths. Let's talk about monoliths. Monoliths are large, single, upright blocks of stone, especially one shaped into or serving as a pillar monument. Now, this monolith saw in Utah was no orderly or was no ordinary monolith. The story goes: a quiet canyon in Utah's Red Rock Country has sent the world's imagination into overdrives. Overdrive. Members of the Utah Department of Public Safety Aero Bureau were assisting wildlife resources in a routine count of bighorn sheep on November 18th when they spotted the monolith, a tall metallic refle- reflective structure. That clearly had been placed there. But the questioning was by whom was the monolith placed? The public safety department admitted that it didn't know who or what installed the monolith. And it wouldn't even tell the public where exactly in the large and remote southeast, southeastern corner of the state the structure stood. The, public first, the public's first guess, aliens of course, theories of jokes about abound abounded ones that only grew stronger after the federal bureau of land management um said that the monolith had subtly disappeared in its place was a pile of rocks appearing to commemorate the vanishing structure now there are not many very many personal sightings recorded because of the extreme sensitivity involving the government and their involvement so First of all, I want to talk about, I want to go back a little, a couple spaces and talk about the monolith. So, okay. The monolith was like, it was huge. It was all over the news. Everybody was talking about it and it just disappeared. People don't know if it was an artist or most people went to straight to the fact that, oh my gosh, aliens have placed that there, like. You know, this was a strange one. This is a strange one. Or if it was just where the government wanted to get attention. 
and so they were like, oh yeah, there's a monolith out there, yeah, and then they made fake pictures or whatever, but, like, who, who really knows? Who really, really knows? So, oh my gosh, okay, here we go. We're going into, we're gonna go into the government side of everything, which I have not read all the way, because I decided not to read while I was typing, and I decided that I wasn't going to read it after I wrote it, because I just wanted to get this episode over with, because I was tired of writing it for days. So, let's talk about the government's involvement. So, to move on, we will open the doors in the restricted area of Area 51, and look at what the government thinks about this the sensitive sub- subject of aliens. First, I want to take a deep dive into Area 51, because that is definitely something everybody has a question on. Area 51 is a secret U.S. Air Force military installation located at Groom Lake in southern Nevada. It is administered by Edwards Air Force Base in South southern California. The installation has been the focus of numerous conspiracies involving extraterrestrial life, though it's only confirmed use is as a flight testing facility. Explore the conspiracy theories surrounding Area 51. For years, there were speculation about the installation, especially amid growing reports of UFO sightings in the vicinity. The site became known as Area 51, which was its designation on maps of the Atomic Energy Commission. Conspiracy theories gained support in the late 1980s when a man alleging to have worked at the installation claimed that the government was examining recovered alien spacecrafts. Everyone believes that there are aliens at Area 51, but it's not proven and could just be an aircraft facility. So, let's take a peek at what the government is hiding in many scenarios. Now, let's take a peek at what the government is hiding. In many scenarios, people report seeing UFOs and do the logical thing and whip out their cell phone or camera. Later, these people post them online so that the world can see them. But usually, they get taken down within a week or two. Within a week or two. But why? And there's this statement. um, And it says, quote, It's official. The Pentagon has acknowledged funding a multi-million dollar program to collect and analyze um, anomalous aerospace threats. End quote. Government speak for UFOs between 2007 and 2012. It spent um, $22 million investigating the possible existence of flying saucers through its Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. For more than a decade, the U.S. Department of Defense has been quietly cataloging and investigating scores of bizarre encounters. most from the U.S. Navy or ships and fighter jets tangling with, tangling with or being tailgated by unidentified flying objects or UFOs. Beginning in 2017, videos and eyewitness accounts of these weird sightings found their way into public view, ultimately spurring Congress to, ma- to demand that the Pentagon produce a report summarizing all that the U.S. government knows about so-called unidentified aerial phenomenon, or UAP, which is an alternate 
term that the government uses instead of UFOs, and that's what they call them now. Produced under the... I don't know what that says. Okay, produces under the... I'm... I don't know. A Pentagon group called the UAP Task Force, an unclassified version of the report, is expected to be released later. Um... Okay, a task force thingy's report is supposed to be released. Upon establishing the task force, the DOD released an accompanying statement explaining the justifications for its existence. The safety of our, oh, quote, the safety of our personal and the security of our operations are of paramount concern. The Department of Defense and the military departments take any incursions by unauthorized aircraft into our training ranges or designated airspace very seriously and examine each report. This includes examinations of incursions that are initially reported as UAP when the observer cannot immediately identify what he or she is observing, end quote. Top Pentagon officials told a house, a house panel on a house panel that there are now close to 400 reports from military personnel of possible encounters with UFOs, which is a lot, a lot, a significant, which is a significant increase from the 144 tracked in a major report released before by the U.S. intelligence community. A Navy official also said at two, a Navy official also said, hearing, Okay, never mind. Okay, a Navy official also said that investigators... Sorry, I can't. Investigators are reasonably confident. The floating pyramid-shaped objects captured on one one leaked widely... Okay, I'm done. One leaked widely seen military video were likely drones. That footage, which the military confirmed last last year was authentic, had helped spur interest in purported UFOs. So, basically, the government thinks aliens are real. Are real. So, yeah. Oh, okay. This one's cool. Indiana Representative Andre Carson. On, Andre. Andre Carson. The Democratic Chairman of the House Intelligence Counterterrorism, Counterintelligence, and Counterproliferation Subcommittee called called the hearing they had the first in more than 50 years focused on the aerial incidents. UAPs, Carson said, are a potential are a potential national security threat, and they need to be treated that way. The number of UAP reports has risen to approximately 400, a significant increase from the 144 between 2004 and 2021 that were tracked in the last year's report, according to Scott Bray, the Deputy Director of Naval Intelligence. Bray told the House panel that the spike was due to a reduction in the stigma associated with stepping forward to report such incidents in the wake of the 2021 report. Quote, We've seen an increasing number of unauthorized or unidentified aircraft 
or objects and military control training areas and training ranges and other designated airspace, Bray said. He also said, quote, reports of sightings are frequent and continuous, end quote. But Bray believes many of the newly disclosed accounts are actually historic reports that are narrative-based from prior instances that people are only now coming forward with, which leads me to believe there will be fewer new accounts in the future. Last year's intelligence report could only explain one of the documented 144 encounters and did not contain the word alien or extraterrestrial. Or extraterrestrial. The report stated then that the UAP incidents would require further study. The government has finally decided to disclose some, but not all, about aliens. So, this was also a big thing. Um, earlier in the year, um, there was there's video of it, actually, and recording. Like, I remember seeing this on the news everywhere. Like, not kidding. It was everywhere. Where a U.S. aircraft was getting tailed by an unidentified object and then went around him and then it went and then he just kept going and he thought there was nothing and then all of a sudden it came back and then there like a mysterious cloud I don't know it, there was some weird stuff but it didn't look like a ship or anything um actually this might be a really really short episode but I don't know aliens I think they're crazy Aliens are crazy. I think it's a crazy idea, too. Like, but we'll never know till we know, you know? It's like one of those things that we might never know. But, yeah, there were lots of, like, mysterious accounts of it. And, like, I've heard a lot of stories of alien sightings and all kinds of stuff. And then, But there was one I do want to talk about real quick. Because we don't know if it was alien or not. One time, I think it was Georgia or something, but this couple went out to go find their goats or whatever they had in the field, and there was, like, a mysterious jelly all over the place. It was, like, clear, but there was, like, it was jelly all over the place. And they didn't know what it was. It was just a gel-like substance, and it was everywhere. Um, and they're like, okay, and... It got out everywhere, and people were like, okay, well, it could just be, like, planes and all this other stuff, because planes could, can't emit that kind of stuff, or it could be some kind of nuclear type thing if there was a nuclear plant near, but, um, cases showed that there was no aliens going, um, reports showed that there were no, um, airplanes going through, and there's no nuclear sites near, and it was like, because some people say it could just be a nuclear discharge too, and it was like, and it was a huge story. And then all of a sudden it just like disappeared. Like nobody remembers the story. Like crazy, right? So I think that concludes our episode because I'm tired. I couldn't talk today. This episode probably sucks. Um so yeah. Um, so what do y'all think? Are aliens real? Is the government hiding more? You know, we might not know the answers to some of these questions. But this does conclude the episode, and I am considering doing an episode on just the Skinwalker Ranch. I'm excited for that. So, yeah. Stay... St- the f- 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 stay... T-
So stay tuned. I can't wait for the rest of the season. The next episode will be next year. So happy New Year's. And I hope you had a great Christmas. And this is Murder Mysteries. Thank you for listening to this episode about aliens. Thank you. Have a great day. (laughs) 